kids will be kids. That's why you need the Children's Hospital of San Antonio Emergency Center Stone Oak. As the area's only pediatric emergency center made just for kids, our physicians and nurses are ready 24-7. From fever, flu, bone breaks, or tummy aches, our experienced team can handle any emergency. The Children's Hospital of San Antonio Emergency Center Stone Oak. Here when your child needs us most. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol is the past chair of the Board of Directors of the National Council on Aging. She's a member of the Ray's Family Caregiving Advisory Council under the Federal Department of Housing and of Health and Human Services. She's got a master's degree in social gerontology and nearly 30 years experience in the field of aging and caregiving. Carol is the executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. And our special guest today, Carol, is someone who we know very well, Dr. Jamie Heisman, talking about superpowers that caregivers think they have. Well, you know, if anyone has superpowers, it's our own Dr. Jamie. Um, And in terms of expertise of caregivers, I can't think of anyone I would rather have this conversation with, Jamie. He is a specialist in caregiving, as well as the issues of addiction. And he's a well-known, nationally known psychotherapist. And Jamie, as Carol said, there's nobody better to talk about caregivers and the issues involved in the kind of superpowers they think they have and maybe need. You know, Ron and Carol, thank you. This is a wonderful sort of time for me to be interviewed by you two. I'm usually doing take 10. To me, it's the most like rewarding thing I do media-wise is speak to both of you for 10 minutes about important caregiver topics. But to be interviewed about hidden superpowers which is a presentation I once gave, is really, really an honor. I'm really happy. I think caregivers never understand, really, that they have powers and abilities inside of them, but they underestimate them, okay? The things that really uh, we've done over the years in our lifetime that comes and becomes an ally of ourselves to really get through this marathon called caregiving are things that we would never even think about, things inside of us that we've done, a toolbox that we don't even look at. We just think that we have to plow through, right, Carol, and continue. And no matter what, we're going to get through this hurricane and and uh, we're going to survive by the other end, which is how we burn out, how we d- develop this compassion fatigue. But there's really things, superpowers inside of us that we've never even looked at. What does it take to be a caregiver, Jamie? Well, number one, to be a caregiver is to be really caring of yourself. You know, when I wrote the book with uh, Lisa, Dr. Rosemary Laird, oxygen first, being a caregiver means you have to obviously be the first person in your life to provide care too. If you think about providing it to somebody else, you're definitely going to deplete yourself. You cannot provide compassion for anybody until you provide self-compassion for yourself. So we named our book, Take Your Oxygen First. But a caregiver is somebody who literally is taking care of somebody with acute chronic terminal illness or something that's gone on in their life and they, at that moment, are debilitated. 
And now we have to step in, we collectively as the caregiver, to really help them, to assist them. I say to meet them halfway, no matter if they have a neurological issue, a cardiac issue, um, oncological, whatever it is that they've got, we have to meet them halfway because what burnout is about is when one person works harder than the other. And what caregivers tend to do is we do things too much for the loved one we care about and create what I call learned helplessness. So caregiving is one of those inevitable sort of trends in your life. And as uh, Carol can probably say better than anybody, but Rosalind Carter said that it's going to happen to you one day, just like possibly parenting. Even if you're not taking care of a kid, you could be parenting something. So being a caregiver, I think it's an inevitable part of life and we need to understand ourselves how to do it best. And I think, go ahead, Carol. I was going to say, probably one of the most important things that I heard you say, Jamie, is meeting halfway. You know, in our Caregiver SOS program, when we talk to caregivers, we have a scale, a set of questions we go through them. And it, it, it's when we get out of balance, when we feel more like a caregiver than a loved one, when we think it's only about caregiving, that is when we burn out. That's when we know the caregiver is in trouble, when they stop feeling like the person, they are only the caregiver. You're right. When you're being, you know, you just said it best because I see it happening in politics. I see it happen to other people. When you stop feeling like a person, you really put your finger on it. And that's when we dehumanize others for our own gain and tend to be, we dehumanize ourselves. So when we stop being a human being and become a human doing, we're in trouble. I like that. Human doing. Yes. Caregivers seem to be a human doing. I mean, human doing, let's get the, the, the cape on ourselves. Let's get that telephone booth out there. Let's take this uh, glasses off. Let's just become something we're not right. And that's why I really think we need to rely on, sometimes hidden superpowers, because there really is no silver bullet out there, Ron. And Carol, of course, being a gerontologist who runs, I think, a phenomenal foundation for caregiving will tell you, um, we're just, you know, vulnerable. And I think leadership is being vulnerable and yet being confident to get to the other side. And I think it's the perfect description of what a caregiver needs to be. We'll come back to this in a moment. But for those who may have just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerdale, and our special guest is our regular co-host on Take 10. We're talking today with Dr. Jenny Heisman about superpowers within all of us as caregivers. And Dr. Jamie, one of the things you've written about and, and talked about, but to be an effective caregiver, it's helpful to understand what your past experiences have been and, and to cultivate them. Absolutely. You know, what we tend to be is, is these omniscient, omnipotent, super invulnerable, classic superpowers like, like, like Batman, like Superman. You know, this is what we go into caregiving thinking. But invulnerability, even though it's a classic superpower in Marvel and DC Comics, it's really, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a mirage, right? And if you're trying to be that, you're going to backfire as a caregiver, okay? Instead of those who, who, who make mistakes – and think of ourselves as make mistakes. Like I tell my daughter, I'm the chief mistake maker, but I'm going to get to the other side. We need to be vulnerable. And to be frank with you, the first hidden power, I would think for all caregivers that are listening to this is imperfection. Realize that we are imperfect. We are courageous because we're fearful. You know, we're uh, we're, we're, we're attractive because we're not so attractive. We are two sides of a coin. We are not one thing. The duality is we need to embrace 
both sides of ourselves. We need to embrace the strengths and those weaknesses that make us vulnerable, but allow us the resilience to get through that. Yeah, I think that's brilliant, Jamie, because we do run from our imperfections. We're not good enough. We don't know how to do this. It's, a, it's the voice in our head that we're playing over again. Whereas if we'll run towards the fire, run towards the imperfection, then we can acknowledge we have limitations. We can acknowledge there are things that we need to learn. Um, and then we can let the other person know we're going to figure this out together and build a relationship. Well, to know oneself is to know the world, right, Carol? And so you're so right. You know, if we ourselves are not vulnerable, okay, if we don't see that we, we're never going to really take care of ourselves, we'll have that sort of amazing, we think, superpower like Superman. But I have to tell you, that's a prescription for burnout. That's why caregivers pass away often before their loved one passes away, because we don't realize we're simply a human being in need of our attention, our medical attention, our psychological attention, and social sort of attention. And so that invulnerability needs to go away and we need to be vulnerable. And another hidden superpower is we're always used to routines. Why don't we stick to a daily routine, but now put in emotional regulation in it. Now with that routine, a hidden superpower is why don't we breathe? Why don't we walk outside, do a little yoga? Why don't we do Pilates? Why don't we call a best friend and then put that into our daily routine? Because routines are important. Yeah, that's, you know, that is but a lifesaver. What we do often in routines is go from, yeah, it's a lifesaver. Well, well life I mean, it, it is. Uh, and if we have learned nothing from COVID, forget caregiving and COVID, it's that we have to do something to take care of ourselves, right? There's so many things out there. Um, and I know we, t- as a family, we totally change the way that we think about getting out and about and exercising and breathing and sunshine and all the, you know, the world seemed like such a dark place for a long time. And, and that's a lot what caregiver, like what caregivers experience that darkness. And so that walk, that breathing, that pulls back the curtain, you let light in, you let sunlight in, and it can be a lifesaver. So Dr. Oh, Jamie, yes, some of this is intuitive and, and other parts of it are not. Where can caregivers go to get help to understand the job they're trying to do? Well, to me, obviously, in Texas and, and, and in Florida, I would go straight to caregiver SOS. I would do exactly if I was a caregiver to the best of the best. And I think Carol runs that show. Um, I can tell you that she'll tell you more about the area agency as on aging. That's her history. Um, but frankly, what WellMed has done. I remember when I started the Lisa Gibbons Foundation in 2002 and, and then came to WellMed and basically Carol took over. She's taken it to another level. I would always use uh, WellMed Charitable Foundation. I'm sure Carol can help our listeners there. And for those who don't know, Carol, Caregiver SOS is is it's a free service for caregivers. We have a variety of programs. The easiest is our telephone education and support program called the Caregiver Teleconnection, uh, where you get to hear from experts like Dr. Jamie, uh, lawyers, social workers, uh, counselors talk about caregiving. You hear from other caregivers, and it's all on Zoom or on the phone. Um, we also have caregiver specialists, and we have a stress-busting program where we teach caregivers stress self-management. All that's available going to either the WellMedCharitableFoundation.org or CaregiverSOS.org. And no charge. And no charge to any caregiver. 
So, Jamie, we're going to do a little business and come back to you in just a moment. I want to talk more about what those superpowers are and how we tap into them as caregivers. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and our special guest, Dr. Jamie Heisman. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. Well, we are so pleased you are sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS on air. We're talking about the untapped resources that caregivers have, discovering your own superpowers. Dr. Jamie Heisman is our guest. Carol Zerniel, our co-host, is with us. And Dr. Jamie, let's go back to how we find those superpowers and what they are. That you know, those superpowers have lived within us for so long. And actually, the caregiver SOS model is, is obviously there. I remember when we used to tap into to people's superpowers when they felt safe, when they were in this kind of psychosocial place where they had a massage or they had a support group or they didn't have to feel like they were in fight, flight or freeze mode. But another hidden superpower for, for a caregiver, which I talk about, oddly enough, is nostalgia. I know this is also weird, but I remember I had something called memory television. But nostalgia, when we let our minds wander to the past, okay, sometimes, you know, it really does help us in a way that, that you can't imagine. And we actually can engage our loved ones and our family members as well as the person we're taking care of in leaving the present moment sometimes and going back to pretty cool times. I mean, memory for us, and and I think um, obviously Carol will prove this out, memory for us sometimes is difficult to retrieve when we have a neurological challenge. But I remember that if as a caregiver and, and as a person in general, obviously with my mom, that when I engaged in nostalgia, she would connect with me. She would come alive and she would remember things I never remembered. So we have a hidden superpower inside of ourselves and it's called nostalgia. And I'm sure you at, at Caregiver SOS are using it in so many ways. Well, the- be an example, Jamie, of, I'm sorry, Carol, uh, an example of going back uh, with your mom to something very nostalgic. Well, sure. We did something called MTV, memory television. So we would get the frames, pictures from our past, and and all of us would kind of look at it. And it would go from me, or it would go from my cousin, or it would go from my sister, and my mom would see it. And it would we would say what it meant to us. And everybody had a different interpretation of of the, that particular picture. And sometimes a picture would hit home for for you know your loved one, and sometimes it didn't. But it would always sort of trigger, and I always think it, it triggers deeper, deeper feelings and, and things about, you know, our lives that we don't even know. So what I think is use nostalgia with a loved one. Pull the pictures out. Bring the family together, okay? It, your, your memory works to stitch together, I think, a beautiful quilt, and I, and I think that it's a great place to start. What do you think, Carol? Yeah, I, I agree with you because the, the nice thing is you you are pulling up 
hopefully good memories, and usually they are. And the other is you're more likely to be successful because um, a lot of times older persons will recall things in the past. Uh, it's been in the file drawer longer, right? They know those very well. Uh, if you ask somebody what they had for breakfast, I can't tell you what I had for breakfast. Um, but you want to talk, tell me about, you know, I can tell you about Miss Clapp and my first day of school in first grade. I remember that very clearly. Uh, and, and so it's a, it's a successful uh, thing you can do to be nostalgic and to reminisce about the way things were then. Yes, I, I so agree. And what it does, it calms our soul, Ron. What it does, it, it's that emotional regulator, okay? So we're always in this fight, flight, freeze response as a, as a caregiver. We don't know what we need to do next to help our loved one. When we sit back and really take that thing we call routine and put these things like emotional regulation and let's say nostalgia is one of them. Another one I, I often say with, with a hidden superpower is, is literally daydreaming sometimes. You know, it's weird that if you – if you put inside breathwork or Pilates or go out and walk, you may tend to, to sometimes daydream and sometimes ideas come to you. And some of the greatest entrepreneurial ideas, believe it or not, come when our core psychological and emotional self feels safe. And when it feels safe, we're allowed then to sort of have these sort of daydreaming ideas. And, I, and people say daydreaming. Well, that's like, you know, if you're ADD, you're staring out in space. I said, no, when you feel safe, you can literally have these fabulous sort of aha moments. And these aha moments for a caregiver are so important. They, they lend themselves to innovation and creativity. So I call, you know, basically daydreaming. If you're an emotionally regulated person, a hidden superpower. Yeah. And, and it's like listening to symphony music or good music. You know, your mind wanders, you're listening to the music, but you start thinking about things and it, and it puts you kind of in a different place. Uh, for you to, you can reminisce, but you are also daydreaming about things you'd like to do or happy emotional experiences. Um, so, and sometimes getting out of the right now is the best thing a caregiver can do. You know, we talk about caregiving, Dr. Jamie, as being a roller coaster, up and down, good times, bad times, challenges. Uh, th does this help smooth that out, uh, level out that roller coaster? It does, Ron. And the roller coaster, you know, I use breath with with policemen firemen emergency uh, medical technicians and i think carol and you would agree again that what i call caregivers are family first responders so poster can be really taken care of by an emotional regulator what does that mean a trauma reduction technique so a trauma reduction technique or an emotional regulator can be it could be meditating it could be breath work it could be putting together a gratitude journal all of those things allow the roller coaster to get to the place of don't get too happy and don't get too sad. It, life does not have to be a roller coaster. It just has to be emotional regulated. And now also, again, I add to this that you got to hang around healthy, safe people. So when you go to Caregiver SOS, for instance, and find a support group, or you get online and develop a best friend, these are ways to really help your neurological system and deal with that emotional roller coaster run. Talk to me a little more about a gratitude journal. Sure. Well, I know from my wife who went through treatment, she said that was the key to her recovery, that every day, no matter how bad that day was, she would find something to be grateful for. Her mom didn't die. Her child didn't get hit by a car. Uh, you know, something negative didn't happen. What gratitude does, Ron, it brings you out of that self. Depression, anxiety, tension, these are all self-engrossing phenomena. The world gets a lot smaller. 
gratitude journaling allows you to come out. It allows you to feel like, you know, you know, a, more humility allows you to thank things that, that didn't happen that were so catastrophic. So if you have a journal and you're a caregiver, a hidden superpower would be keep that. Do it daily. If you're like my, my wife, she says her 12 years of recovery is totally attributable to writing in that gratitude journal every day. Yeah, and you're breathing while you're writing in that gratitude journal. You don't you you automatically start slowing down thinking and breathing. So happy you said that because you're so right diaphragmatically. And this is something else this is breath work. What Carol says makes so much sense. If you're not in fight, flight, freeze mode, if you're in that kind of that daydreaming or that, let's say, gratitude journaling or that emotionally regulated space that, that Carol just mentioned, you're breathing gets so much more constant. It's called diaphragmatic. It goes through your whole system. It doesn't just go from the top up. And breathing properly is so critical. And it's another hidden superpower there, Carol. You could be right in this whole thing yourself. He's Dr. Jamie Heisman. She's Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. Uh, so Carol, have you tried journaling? Um, I have not tried journaling personally. We do use that as one of our stress management techniques, and we encourage it. Uh, one is, you know, you're, you're keeping a record. How many guests have we had on Caregiver SOS on air that started out just journaling sort of the caregiving experience? But when you layer gratitude journaling, where you're really focusing on the things that you are grateful for, uh, that you are happy about in your life, it can change um, your thinking. It can allow you to reframe your thinking in a more positive light. And Jamie, when, when you think about journaling with your patients, uh, do they find that helpful? Oh, they do. And they do. Now, the gratitude journaling gets them out of their, their, their stuck point, their depressed place, that, that spiral. But I also have them write their emotions out. Getting your emotions out, seeing a list of them, instead of having in your head and feeling depressed and anxious over them, is always a critical thing. Okay, Because when you go into your head, you're going to the chief judge and executioner. That's why I say the final superpower, if I've got one minute left, I don't know how long, is restlessness. Meaning, honor the restlessness because what when boredom sets in okay and you get in one place you get stuck the beauty of restlessness is it allows us to say we need to get engaged and if we need to get engaged that means to get with a healthy person another neurological system not a toxic person not a person who puts us down or we feel discomfort with or we're walking on eggshells but honor the restlessness because it's a gift from us saying get engaged call a support group you know, call my best friend up, call somebody who allows me to feel like a whole human being with them, not a half. You got two more minutes. You're in good shape, Jamie. Yeah. And that, well, I, but I just want to say, I love what you said about getting somebody positive. Um, when you're going through a difficult time, it is so helpful to have somebody acknowledge that you are doing your best, that, you know, you, they're, there is light out there. It is not just the darkness of the caregiving you might be experiencing. Um, and other people, you can't jolt yourself and, and you do feel that restlessness. Something's got to change. Something's got to be different. The That friend, that support group can help you see that things are more different than you realize. It's just that you're not looking around. You're only seeing the caregiving. To Carol's point, Ron, that leads to the final superpower, which is hope. I mean, the power to access the belief that things can get better, 
no matter the challenges, okay, they can get better. Literally, you can change the world with some hope. A lot of caregivers lack it. But real hope is no delusion at all, okay? It's not like living in a fantasy world. It allows us, again, to get out of our minds. And when we can get engaged with others, like Carol said, and they can reflect back to us that we're okay, there is real hope. So don't isolate. Don't isolate. Don't isolate. Get your hidden superpowers out, like hope, like restlessness, like daydreaming, like nostalgia. These are all things you have within you. And if you can tap it, Obviously, while you're taking care of yourself, especially developing that routine with emotional regulation, you're going to feel you know, much better, much more calm or be a gift for our mind and our body and our spirit and finding a present to take care of ourselves. Now, before we let you go, Dr. Jamie, I want to come back to something uh, you began with, and, and that is try to get the negativity out of your life. Can you jettison those friends who are also negative? You have to, Ron. You got to go take an inventory. I don't care who you are. And if somebody's dominating you, if somebody's not supporting you, if they're saying things behind your back, okay, and you don't feel comfortable in your body with that particular person, you're never going to feel safe enough to do all of these things. You're not going to feel safe enough to access these hidden superpowers because you're always going to be stuck in that fight, flight, and freeze response. So do yourself a favor. I mean, you may be the issue. I don't know. But get a therapist, obviously. Let them coach you. Let them help you. You can find one at psychologytoday.com. Put your zip code in. But understand that if you are with toxic people, there is no way you can grow, no way you can access the hidden superpowers, and no way you can take your oxygen first. So take that inventory and put yourself in the healthiest environment you possibly can. Thank you, Super Jamie. We really appreciate it. On behalf of Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. A thank you to Dr. Jamie Heisman. And thank you for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org.